0: Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have secret stone. <laughs> oh, this new crazy mother! Shh.
1: What's up, monkeys? Monkey Dan here, and welcome to the Live Wild or Die podcast. On this episode, I'm stoked to welcome Coach Michael Ungar, who was my strength and conditioning coach my senior year at college and my kind of post grad fifth year. So that was 2007 to 2009. And I'll never forget that first team meeting where I met Coach Ungar. He comes in the room and he's just oozing with enthusiasm and energy and excitement and was so amped to just get in the weight room and start training and get after it. And he truly cared about us. He cared about our success. And he was doing everything in his power to empower us to have a successful season and kind of maximize our physical potential. So... I'm so grateful to have had him for a coach, and he's really been a super uh, positive influence on my life since that time. I even use his classic get-your-mind-right quote all the time. So thank you to Coach Ungar and just a little more background on what he's been up to. So he was a college football player. I believe he was a walk-on at University of Texas. And after college, he ended up uh, in the Boston area, Went to grad school for exercise science, and he worked at Harvard. He was at Georgetown. He was at LSU. He's worked at these big-time college programs, and now he's coaching in the private sector back in Washington, D.C., but super well-educated guy and just someone that seeks out knowledge and is just always trying to learn more and give the best that he can. So it was such just – it's been, gosh, like a decade since we've last talked you know, live – on the phone in person. So it was really good to catch up and just hear his perspective on the health and fitness space. And there's a ton of just awesome knowledge bombs throughout the podcast. And I got to apologize up front. There was just, there's some technical difficulties with this weird like digital feedback. So that's my bad. I got to do some troubleshooting, but if you can get through that. There's just so much value in this episode. So thank you again to coach Ungar. Check out the show notes for how you can connect and see what he's up to. And you gotta check out his most recent squat PR. So please enjoy the episode and here we go. So it begins.
0: What's up?
1: <laughs> How's it going, Coach Ungar?
0: What up, Vinny? How you doing, man?
1: I'm good. I'm watching you squat four ten right now. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
0: man. Appreciate it. It was uh it was um It was awesome. It was a long time coming. I've been working my, uh, working a long time for that. It's been over 10 years I've been working for that. Really? So, yeah, I got 407
1: in uh, like 2010, 2011.
0: Okay. But, uh, you know, from from when I got 407 till now, I've had injuries to my back, uh, moved uh, from baton rouge back to dc uh got married started a family uh just mainly the injuries to my back was the main factor that uh hindered my uh you know my progress sure so uh it's just been i almost got it I i was about to get it last it's been a year i almost got it in february last year okay and that is, you know, when the pandemic hit us and then in mid March gyms closed and then uh I didn't have a rack. Right,
1: right. <laughs> totally. That was my uh, that was my panic buy it was instead of buying food and all that, I bought a squat rack, barbell and plates.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like <laughs> right. people are wrestling over toilet paper. You're uh, wrestling over barbells and racks and all that so uh that's that's the way to go oh hell yeah for <laughs> sure man you look good man thanks good likewise
1: likewise
0: thank you i went the uh i went the wild man way and grew up my hair <laughs> you know it's
1: the way to go got <laughs> you got that wave in it too man
0: oh man it's so <laughs> wavy it's so curly if i uh I just uh you know if it's a little wet it's kind of like matted down it dries out it right right Poofs up I uh, got some natural curls. It's it's a lot of fun. Hell yeah. I, I'm enjoying it a lot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what um? So I, I was I was trying to think back. I'm like, okay, we we left off in 2009. Um, where where were you before, and where were you after? Because you came to Georgetown my senior year in 2007, I believe. Right, that's
0: right. Yeah. I came in 2007. So that was, the, I came in your first year. Your, my first year was your last year. My,
1: your first year was my senior year. And then I came back yeah. for like a spring semester. Um, Maybe, yeah. In oh, 2009.
0: yeah like you, and you played in that year. I did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 I remember, I recall that. Uh, so prior to Georgetown, uh, originally from Texas, grew up in Fort Worth and went to school at uh, University of Texas in Austin. Okay. Um, hold on a second. I'm getting, uh, how do you turn that off? Um, so after Texas, I, uh, where I played football at the university of Texas five years. and Then after school, I went up to Boston uh, just to get out of Texas, get out, of you know, change the scenery. My brother lives in Boston, so moved in with him and lived with him for about six months. And during that time, I reached out to basically every university in the Boston area. There's tons, just uh, in the athletic department the only school that reached out to me I'll never forget is Bob Scalise the athletic director for Harvard nice so I sat down with him and uh he was like hey man uh I remember being a kid and and, you know reaching out to people and no one got back to me so when I got your email I kind of felt like you were me at that time so I wanted to talk to you and then he was like reach out to this person and uh hopefully he can set you up with something and basically it was the in the recreation department, sports and recreation. And I was just like, looking for like, nothing, like just checking IDs at the front desk. Right. And, but checking IDs at the front desk, there was athletes always walking by me. And I was like, man, I want to, what can I do to be involved with like directly with athletes? And just started, uh, I reached out to strength and conditioning. And just started volunteering or interning in the, in the weight room. And that just, absolutely sparked my, my, my fire and my interest in strength conditioning. I, I missed being around athletes, missed the camaraderie, missed working hard, missed uh, um, just that uh, working for a a, 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 a single goal as a team and just fell in love with strength conditioning. And the guys there at the time, guys and girls uh, coaches at the time were fantastic and just, Wanting to just give you knowledge. They're just like looking for people to give you knowledge. this was back in the time of when coaches didn't really like to give out information. They wanted to, you know, a lot of coaches like to keep secrets and like, this is, you know, like, I'm not going to tell you what we do or like huh. how we do things. Um, this is the way we do things. I mean, they, but they were immediately just like, hey, let's, help. we want, they wanted to help me out okay and so much so that it's kind of like learning a language you just how do you learn a language you could go to that country i mean everyone says just be immersed by it right and my first team was the harvard men's soccer team and they were actually kicked out of the weight room <laughs> they were like the they were like nobody wanted them okay they were like give that team to michael okay okay and so and i was they even had a weight room across the I don't know how you call it. Sure, but it sure. was like this room that was tiny, tiny room with old equipment and just nothing organized. And I took 30 guys in that small room cramped up and just, we got after it. Hell yeah. And I learned quickly on how to manage, how to organize, how to program and turned that team around. We got, and they eventually like, I think I was with them for a year and I think, um, Year and a half, and I think three years after I left, they, they won the Ivy League. Okay, and they just like went from zero to champions. Okay, and uh, I like to think I had a little little point in just the discipline part of it and the in the uh commitment part of it. To, like, we're here to uh, to, to, everyone's here for the same reason we want to play soccer, we want to win games, win championships but they just didn't know how to do it. I mean, their coach was fantastic. I remember coach Kerr, great coach, but he didn't have this, the weight room support staff, um, that he, he wanted. Right. And, uh, and credit at the time for the Harvard strength staff is like, they were, they didn't take it seriously. The soccer guys. Sure. Sure. So the, the Harvard strength staff was like, we gave you a chance. We gave you multiple chances. And, um, once they got the, me, this guy that'd be like, do anything, whatever you want, I'll do it. Uh, I was like, I'll take him. And it was, it was absolutely sparked my career and my, my, my love and enthusiasm for strength and conditioning. And I still keep in touch with those guys. I mean, Facebook helps and Instagram, so I see what they're doing I and mean, it's great to see what they're doing. But uh, uh, that's how my, my career started. Okay. From there, I went to grad school at Springfield College, Okay. 90 miles west. Of, of uh cambridge of boston and uh, got my master's in exercise science strength and conditioning did internships at boston college uh went down to auburn uh university did an internship with them and then got my first job uh you know first real job at georgetown okay okay
1: i realized that was your so first like full-time position
0: first first full-time position yeah okay. exactly so but uh i felt like uh like running in like Coach Augie Morelli, awesome. Mike Hill, awesome. Uh, You know, they both were just like, you're hired for a reason. We see your resume, you see your background, your your, your, um, references, you're the man. And uh, (laughs) so when I got in there, just, I think the welcoming factor of Coach Morelli and Hill just uh, made me feel like home. So first team comes in I was, I was excited ready to go i mean lots of times some coaches are reserved or unsure of uh uh how to do things um yeah there's also a learning curve of new facility new new place but i i was just ready i, was, I jumped right into the i have a hunger for strength conditioning and training athletes and it was just uh, i was i was excited about it so when i saw you and they had the first meeting with you guys i remember uh Some of you guys were like, man, that guy is just, he's on fire. He's, 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 he's he's dynamite in a bottle kind of like, so it's just like, that's the way I run my teams. That's the way I, I, uh, train my athletes. And I got a lot of great, uh, results from it.
1: Oh yeah, man. Well, I remember, I, I, I vividly remember that first meeting, you know, upstairs and uh, McDonough and it was like just the energy coming out and the enthusiasm. I'm like, fuck yeah, this guy, where's this guy been, you know? Cause I was a senior at the time. So I was like, man, this is. You know, it'll be a nice crescendo, but, uh, yeah, that energy is, it was just so palpable and the enthusiasm and just the genuine, like, just love for training, you know?
0: Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. And then, uh, after Georgetown got an opportunity to work at LSU in Baton Rouge and, uh, trained baseball and football there. And that was, that was intense. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, and it's, it's a different style, different atmosphere. I treated the same way, I trained the same way. It's a it's you know, it's a business, my my profession, my love to get the athletes stronger, better, faster, injury free, play the game, be champions. Um so that there was no difference between that and Georgetown and, and LSU. Uh, but there was just a just a different level of athleticism. Sure. At the at the at the athletes there were just they were, you know, it's semi pro man. Uh, like baseball, I trained. Three or four m o b players you know football i don't know how many n f l players uh i trained you know like who are there and then they would come back and play, train with us in the off season right. their, their 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 major their uh, professional off season they would come back and train with us, so it's just the level of athleticism was was by far um different this was back in two thousand seven right. I know now that door athletes are just are uh, uh, you know they have developed more now than than back then. Sure, lots of things have changed throughout the full for was it thirteen, fourteen years that have uh, enabled today's athletes to be bigger, faster, stronger. But and uh, back back then though it was just a, it, was, it was a different different level of athleticism. Totally. So then, um, after Georgetown, I mean, after LSU, uh, moved back to DC. Okay. After a couple of years at LSU, uh, due to just my, my current wife, we really? were dating long distance and it came down to a decision of, uh, you know, starting a family. And, um, the, the money wasn't fantastic at LSU. Sure. Uh, and, um, and so we talked about my life moving down there. And, uh, her changing—not her career—but she she was looking for jobs down there. But it, it turned out what was best for us and and the family was to move back to DC. And uh, it's been it's been whirlwind of emotions and and uh, and um, professions. My profession just uh, changing basically from the the university college or the athlete setting to the private sector and learning how to change to the private sector and. Um, wasn't big difference, but definitely was I, I've trained my whole life, my you know, studying in grad school and like uh I had a path in my life of where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do uh regarding my career. And then it you know, I made the decision to uh step away. Right. To go a different route. But I'm have to basically kind of re not relearn, but branch of the trios growing just kind of went a different direction right. so still up still still progressing and in, in how i wanted to uh be involved with um fitness strength conditioning training but it went to the private sector so more personal one-on-one sessions right right so that's where i am currently today okay
1: what that's you know i kind of had a similar path in the sense of you know my whole life was in that strength and conditioning team environment you know and then yeah, You get into the private sector and you're training one-on-one and you're also training people that aren't necessarily athletes. So that for me, it took a long time to learn when you're an athlete, like especially high level like you, like the, the, your world gets skewed. You just think everyone has these abilities and the same interest and drive. And then yes. it doesn't necessarily translate to like, you know,
0: the corporate athlete or whatever, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, I, I want to turn this up a little bit. Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. I'll never forget my first, my first client, my first client. I'm just like, I was like, just looking at him. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, how can you not move? Right. Right. How can you not, how are you so awkward? How right. are you just, what have you been doing your entire life? I remember his name's John. I'll never forget that. Like what and he's just like, I don't know. like, <laughs> <for sure. laughs> like I, mean, I went through like, you know, I went through a depression about that. And like my first couple of clients, I, I did like change my mindset. Sure. Because I went from literally I left in August, LSU. And my, my last sessions at LSU was the last summer workout before the week off, two week off, before two-a-day starts. Okay. That team went on to play in the national championship.
1: Oh, that's, okay.
0: The LSU football team. Dang. So I went from a national championship caliber team to this guy, John. I All went right. from training, uh, you know – People on the team, or Odell Beckham on the same team, um, uh, you know, just um, from from people like him to this guy, and I'm just like, I went from phenomenal athletes to this guy, and I was just, I changed my mindset. Right, I had to change it around and make you know, it's like, you know what, this is it. This is what I decided. No one decided but me. You know, I decided to step, uh, walk away. I decided to, uh, change my, uh, my, my, um, direction of, of training, of who I wanted to train, my, 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 my life path. So what are you going to do about it? Sure, sure. So I totally changed my mindset on it. I was like, all right, this guy who, who can't do a a squat, can't do squat, (laughs) like a squat or squat. Right. You know, (laughs) I have to figure out how to make this guy. The other stop the other move, and I started looking at it differently, like this guy needs to learn how to get up out of a seat properly right he needs to bend over, pick up something properly uh you know needs to not ache in ten years in two years uh you know how do i how do I make this this guy and my clients moving forward just how do I make them better, more healthy pain free stronger people so I definitely changed my 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 own mindset. And um and that's how I was able to excel in my career. People, yeah, they're like, oh, you should train with Michael. He trained LSU, he trained Georgetown down the street, he trained he played football in college. I mean that, yeah, you know, that helped me get clients. Right. What helped me help me retain clients is when they, they got stronger. Right. right. They're like, you know what? My shoulder that's been aching for years actually forgotten about how, what that feels like or, you know, or stuff like that. So that's what, how i retain clients. Sure. Sure. And, um, it's definitely been very satisfying and, 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 it, yeah, just definitely en- really enjoy that aspect of the, the on the personal training.
1: Right. Yeah. That's what, it's like the problem solving side of it. You know, you almost became this like detective movement detective of, okay, you can't do this, so let's, you know, substitute with this. Or I, I just, I kept having to, like, re-experiment and, like, regress, regress, regress and just totally rethink everything because, you know, it doesn't really make sense to have, you know, a 50-year-old woman who's never done sports, like, start snatching day one, you know what I mean? So
0: I, I like the way you said the detective aspect of it. Absolutely, yeah. It's, uh... When, when I get a brand new client and we, I go through an assessment or just a conversation like this bothers me, this bothers me, or, or what do you want out of personal training? I just, I want to, you know, look lean and fit and strong. Majority of the time clients come up to me with, with issues or something that doesn't feel good. Right. Or like, you know, my, my, I want to get stronger, but safely because my back, I have issues on my back. All right. Well, you come to the right person because I've got issues with my back. Um and uh so I explained to them what's wrong with my back and then I helped them explain to them what I do and how I could help them, you know, educate them on what they can do. And I was like, like I have a client right now is like you know, know, it's like you squat four ten or before that, that was yesterday. You know, he's like, How do you squat three three seventy-five week in, week out, or three ninety, or like, or you know, reps for you know 315 for reps like how do you do that with the, with your back I'm like well it took me a long time to learn learn that it wasn't overnight it took me years but I'm consistent with my warm up I'm uh, consistent in my the way I learned how to brace correctly bracing is huge uh, I wish I knew how to brace years ago uh, so bracing correctly uh learning how to uh um warm up correctly war- uh, not just like a dynamic warm up or stretch but how to warm up with the bar. Um, so it just took a long process of learning how to, uh, work out safely and in, in return, live a strong, healthy life and have no back injuries. Right. Or minimal back injuries. I mean, right. you know, minimal what's a relapses or, or, or spasms. Right. That's and so, um, I yeah, s- the detective part is oh, that's where we start. Is like, and then basically you you solve the uh, the crime, if you will, <laughs> you know, after six months or eight months of being with that, and you know, it's not completely solved with something. Like then they're like, oh, like I said, oh, my shoulder, I haven't felt my shoulder in a while, or like I have uh, some of my, um, you know, clients are like in their fifties or sixties, like they come they come up to me, but like my balance is terrible. All right. Well, yeah, we got to work on that because it's only thing it's going to do is get worse. Right. If you don't work on it. It's going to, and I've had clients all like all the time telling me certain things that happened in their life. You know, we call it functional training. Sure. Or, you know, that's a, it's like one guy was like on a, see, he's like, he comes up to me. He's like, you saved my life. And I'm like, yeah, I know that. <laughs> he's in, <laughs> no, but he's like, you know, seriously, I was on a ladder and I lost my balance and I just, I was able, I was strong enough to regain my balance and and not fall okay i was like all right cool like because we do some you know like single legs staying on one leg and shoulder pressing you know you know standing on one leg and rowing uh you know or you know like the bosu ball i know it's not the best thing for to get certain athletes the way you want them to move but certain clients the way i want them to stabilize it's, it's great sure so uh um Certain things, even like med, you know, alternating med ball slams. You know, you have to grab something on a shelf and then pull it down and hand it to the person on, you know, down here. That's a perfect example of controlling your body and learning how to uh, move weight uh, different parallels, um, uh, different planes, excuse me. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I'm not just training clients how to get stronger fitter uh, more fit healthier but also to be able to live live their life they want to without any um, life impingements sure
1: sure yeah you're like a movement doctor slash physical therapist you know sure one thing one thing i've been thinking about a lot is like training for performance versus training for just kind of longevity health wellness and like i don't know if they're the same or it seems almost like what I used to think was like the pinnacle of health and wellness, like high-end athletes, there may be the pinnacle of performance, but I don't know if it was always necessarily health and wellness. And then how do you, you know, use tactically for what you might use for an athlete and apply that to like, you know, someone that's never trained before, you know, they stopped training in elementary school when PE ended, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, training for, yeah like training for a performance is compatible training for health and wellness well if you train for performance you are getting the health and wellness benefit from it right uh, under 100 but like do uh do i need to train my clients to do 16 200 meter sprints sure no i don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> no i remember doing that one time at lsu and even the strength coaches were like why are you doing that right <laughs> right I, I i you know I, there's some, sometimes there's some st- statistic things I like to do. Sure. Uh, um, you know, a chest personal self challenge, but, uh, that we have our athletes do that are beneficial for those athletes of certain sports. Um, but training certain of my clients right now, I don't need to do three, 300 yard shuttles with them. You know, two minutes rest, you better get under 60 seconds. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't need to do that. Right. Um, however, some of them like the challenge. So what do I do is I'm not going to do three, 300 yard shuttles. I might do one 300 yard shuttle. Right. All right. And let's just, you know, let's start at 50 yard increments because if I do all right, all right, they do that. And they're like, Oh man, that was tough. Then I, all right, you know what? We got a, we got a time for that. I mean, you can get that in 60 seconds because it's not 25 yards. Then let's go out, Let's try to get 55. All right. Now, after they reach a certain goal, you know, like, all right, let's change it to 25 yard increments. And then they probably get crushed right. because of the more change of direction. So, but just one time, right. But if you have a, a you know, a client do that like three times from, from the get-go, you won't have that client long. No. <laughs> <laughs> so like I've had, I've done that before with clients, like, um, uh, airdyne, sure. you know, the salt bike or airdyne, let's do a half a mile as fast as you can. I've had clients get off of that and be like, I will never do that again.
1: Right. Right.
0: All right. So how do I get them to increase, uh, you know, cardiovascular uh, expenditure? You know, how do I get them in better shape? You know, there's many other ways to do it. Sure. I'm not going to put them straight on the bike, but the dislike that they hate, you know, some things in the weight room or the gym, like you're going to do things you don't, you don't, you don't love. Right. But with a, with a, with an athlete, you can put, you can do things that they hate. I mean, they're there because they kind of have to be right. Yeah. They want to be, but they have to be clients. They're paying you money and to get to a certain point, the way they kind of don't hate doing. So instead of a half a mile, we might start with like, let's do 3.1 sprints with 30, you know, 30 seconds rest. You know, they, it's like to the point of them almost hating it right? right. or, or, or change it to sled pushes, sled drags, you know, get their, you know, Trick their mentality of they're actually getting similar cardio in. Totally. So, coming back to your question about the you know, the training athletes, the way they are, and is it for health and wellness for um clients? Tweak it, you know, change it in a different way. You're, I'm not going to train the clients exactly the same way, unless I get a client that's like. I used to be a college athlete. I want to train the same way. I'm like, all right, let's do it. All right. You know, they, they like, well, we'll get after it. And I've had some of those, um, but you definitely get to get the same, uh, health and wellness benefits, um, that I think training athletes do, but just in a different way, right. uh, 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 attacking it in a different way that they enjoy make it fun for them. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else but
1: that. I just I remember uh, I was training. I ran. It was essentially a CrossFit gym inside a uh, like a corporate office here in Colorado. And there was the there was like the people that were ne- you know they'd never been athletes, so you kind of had to take this very gentle, methodical approach. And then on the flip side, there was guys that were like they just wanted to crush themselves every single day. Like they wanted like you know a hero wad every single day. So it was like. Yeah you had to trick the hero wad guys into thinking they were working hard and not just break them down. Then you also had to, you know, not destroy the beginners and allow them to kind of, so that was an interesting challenge.
0: Well, when I do like with my clients, I get, I have clients of all age, age ranges. My youngest is 14. My oldest is 80. They do. And I'm not kidding you, man. They do the exact same thing. I have my 80 year old doing dumbbell thrusters I have my 80 year old doing dumbbell lunges or thrusters, then reverse lunges, um, or single leg uh, dumbbell shoulder press. I mean, I have them do the exact same exercises, but monitor to their strengths and ability. Right. Um, and uh, so it's just, but with my beginner, I get, well, it takes a while to get my athletes to the, or my clients to that mindset. Also, I have clients that come up to me like, I haven't done anything for 40 years. And I love it. I love it. They're like, Oh, I used to play sports. I used to be a high school athlete. Right. I'm like, that was 40 years ago. (laughs) Or that was 30 years ago. You know, they, they, they think, they think they're in shape or, or won't be that difficult because they used to be an athlete in high school. I mean, they've, your body changes drastically in two weeks. Like I mean, you ha you've taken some time off for like vacation or just for whatever reasons. You come back to the gym, you're huffing and puffing. Sure. You're you're winded. I I am and you're you're sore as heck. You know? So these people who come have taken thirty years off, it's like go through an assessment, some squatting, and then they come back like, Man, I can't believe how sore I am. I'm shocked how sore I used to be an athlete. And I just through education, like I, right, you know, it's going to take some time. I think I can get you back to that, you know, that that feeling of being athletic. But it's been years, so it's going to it's like we're going to have to change your mentality of what you can do. Totally. And eventually, through time and and consistency, I can get some of those people to 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 feel good about the way they move and feel like they were years ago.
1: Right. Right. I wanted to ask you specifically what uh what got you psyched on 410 on the squat.
0: Uh like ment- mentality? I like guess like why, why
1: what 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 it what sparked that as a goal, you know?
0: I got 407 10 years ago. Okay, okay. <laughs> but that that's one goal. Okay. The other goal is, uh, I turned forty-one in August. I did, so I'm forty-one now. Okay. And every every birthday, I do a birthday um, challenge. Okay. And uh, and this this birthday, this past August, 2020 August, my goal was to get 410 on my birthday. 410, 41. And uh, the most I've ever done was 407. So I was like, that's you know it's more four tens more. So at my 41st birthday. And uh so I was training for it. Okay, that, that was my goal. Um So, you know, the pandemic hit and that drastically uh, altered my my path. And uh so once the gyms opened up again, our gym here opened up in June. And you know, and then since June just kind of got back. So it's March, April, May, but three months of Working out with just in the backyard, uh, oh, really? reckless training, just trying to get the bar on my back any way I can, you know, or, you know, worked on front squats, back squats, lunges, deadlifts. Uh, but I couldn't really get more than 225, uh, on my back. You just had to clean that up and then jerk it oh, over right, and then right. put it on my, um, it was just, uh, you know, <laughs> try to clean that up, <laughs> jerk it, put it on your back and then rep out 10 reps. 225 and then do that four times crushed <laughs> yeah. so that is i couldn't get my heavier um so when the gyms opened up back in june i just got after it again just started training for it and it took it took some time just like any like getting back into you know, my the routine of uh not the routine, be getting just back on track of my program for four ten. Right. And it just happened to be the program I wrote I wrote it just happened to end right now. It wasn't a specific date or okay. time I wanted to get in. With that being said is, um my goal for this birthday is four twenty.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. What was the how did you um periodize that? Like what type of cycles did you go through and
0: I will I did a I did a so I, I, change it up all the time. Okay. I mean, this past 12, it was a 12 week squat cycle. Okay. I've got my unload week this week is okay. coming up. So it's like my 12th week coming up. So this this week's my 11th week. Um, but, uh, you know, I just use what I learned from coaches growing up, uh, and what I see from my, my friends and colleagues, I periodize that, but I did a front squat, a back squat, front squat program okay. two times a week. So I back squat, I kind of, uh, Coach Hatch has certain, uh, Gail Hatch from Baton Rouge has uh, um, a certain program. I mean, every, a lot of people have seen it. It's a back squat, front squat program. So I took some from his his uh, programming, but I took out some front squatting on certain days because um, my goal was to back squat. And uh, I felt like, and especially at 41 years old, uh, you know, my body is not the same way as it was when I was 31, so there's a lot of volume. There's too much volume for me, and um, the intensity was fine. I could do the intensity, the, the percentages, and all that, but the, the volume was a little bit too much. Um, so cut that down a little bit, and then just used uh, my own, you know, you know, knowledge of how to how to do it. But it was twelve weeks. Okay. Uh, every every fifth week, kind of brought it down a little bit, and then the sixth week went higher, and then last week I had a deload. Last week. And then prepared me for this week. It was awesome. Okay. It was awesome.
1: Yeah, man. You, I mean, there's no question. That was like deep in the depths of Mordor. You know, <laughs> there's yeah. no question on depth. And you even came yeah. out like you didn't. It looked like you had a little more, honestly.
0: I I, I got caught halfway up, but then pushed through it. Uh, I'm, I think I'm really good at the, uh, like, get that depth and and. and basically what i say like jump out of jumping right. out of my 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 depth you know get caught a little bit in the middle so certain things i need to work on to get more explosive at the mid-range coming back up sure. um so there's certain things i want to i want to try to look into for my next cycle okay. of uh just adding like uh weight releasers uh do you, weight releasers uh or um we don't have chains at the gym but maybe adding some bands because mm-hmm. that, that pushing through that uh that middle part is gonna be a lot harder um, so, but like, I felt awesome yesterday. You're warming up. I felt like I've tried 410 before and I've gotten crushed. So i I used to always say this, like sometimes when my clients or even, you know, my athletes, they're all excited about doing a certain way. Let's just use 410 as an example. They've never put that on their back and they get crushed. It's, they're strong enough to get it or I see it, but they're just mentality, like they put it on their back. They're like, Oh, (laughs) holy shit you know it's like mike tyson said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face right like you're ready you're ready to get under you put the bar on your back and you're getting all psyched up and all of a sudden you're like holy shit this is heavy (laughs) (laughs) so yeah if you if you change that mentality you're like holy shit this is heavy all right let's go you, you may be able to get it, but if you if you're kind of like reserved because how heavy it is you're probably gonna get crushed
1: oh yeah but,
0: but you know could know, take another two three weeks it might be another four another another block before you try it again, but next time you try it you're gonna have the confidence will be so much higher you felt that you felt that weight you know you gotta get your misses you, you know you gotta you gotta get your misses you you missed it you felt it and then the next time around you'll be so much more confident to get after it. Oh for and sure. And then yesterday I was just like my warmups felt great. Uh 3 370 for 2 felt awesome. My 390 for 1 felt fantastic. And uh like I knew I was going to get it. And uh Yeah, just like but it's but it was still. I mean it doesn't happen by accident. I still have, oh yeah, yeah, not I that I still low. have to <laughs> still have to get after it and get in that depth and just getting after it. So yeah, it's a a good, look.
1: Uh, yeah, hell yeah, man. Well, congrats. What um, Thanks, man. how how many times were you squatting a week?
0: Uh, well, this past for the last twelve weeks, two times. Okay, just okay, two in,
1: squat days a week. Okay,
0: two squat days a week. Uh, so I lifted three times a week. Okay, um, if I could okay uh meaning uh minimum of three times uh sometimes i got no excuse me excuse me excuse me minimum of two times and i try to get a third in mondays and fridays i did my squat my back squat, front squat uh tuesday wednesday thursday if i could i like to do a single leg work um so any kind of like uh lunges or box step-ups um, just I like to work on some uh single leg work to sure. to uh work on my um, stability on my single leg and um you know, i i haven't done much upper body lately that comes sporadically. I kind of had a shoulder issue back in august so i didn't I, I didn't do any upper body for like three months oh wow and I slowly bringing back that that back with some uh hypertrophy work just higher rep stuff working on using fat grips to you know so i can't do much the the weight will be lowered, uh, because using fat grips, but I'm still, you know, it's working really hard, uh, with as much weight as I can with that. Um, a lot of body weight movements, but a lot of also just like preparation, warming up well, get my shoulders warmed up real well. But, uh, the main reason was time. Uh, just a lot of clients throughout the day, um, needing to be home for, with the kids, uh, you know, to so uh, time is the biggest factor right now with my 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 business development, my 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 workout development. Uh, it, it, the time management is my biggest enemy right now. Totally. So it's been it's been pretty. The pandemic is uh, for everybody. You know, it's it's been it's been horrible. And just for a personally, a personal level, it's just the uh, needing to be home a lot more. Sure. Than I used to. Um so time is my, my biggest factor and that's, uh, I do manage it much better with my workouts as well.
1: Totally. Are are you training folks in person or virtually or both? Or what's that looking like?
0: Yeah, both, both. Um, uh, we have a, you know, the gym I work out is an awesome gym. Uh, it's just basically one big room. Uh, and, uh, you know, the floor, we have, four uh, platforms, but we have, uh, three, uh, like double sided cages or racks. Uh, so it's a great, great facility, great space, great equipment. Super nice, super clean, it's the best equipment. Uh, so it's very attractive when you walk in. Um, so training during the first part of the pandemic, though, back in March, gyms closed down. Man, it was probably the hardest that I've ever worked. I immediately. Immediately, basically, didn't give my clients an option. Like, all right, let's let's do this. Let's let's switch to FaceTime or Zoom. Okay, and then some of them were like, I don't know if I could do that. I like the personal, and and, you know, what are we gonna do? Let's go to the park. Let's. I've trained a couple of clients in their alley. Right, right. move out of the way because the trash trucks would come by. Right, Uh, (laughs) my back of my car was a kettlebells, uh, mats, dumbbells um bands the back of my, like I was driving around with probably two hundred pounds plus like right low right in the back total. of my trunk was totally you know if I did that for three months and um and then uh training people all over the place, different parts, different like I said, different uh areas. And then um then also FaceTime. Right. So uh that was a challenge because people didn't have equipment Mm. oh yeah like all right so you know some of my clients uh i've been squatting uh you know i got this um one that's like got strongest she has ever gotten she's squatting 180 175 for her the strongest the strongest she's ever gotten she was hyped and loving it and then she said michael i only have i think she's only two eight pound dumbbells what are we going to do I was like, we're gonna get after it. And, yeah. like, and, not edu- and not to educate them on like to see any type of development, muscle development, you're gonna do a lot of reps. It's gonna be a lot of reps. It's not gonna be just 10 squats, you know, you know, 10 thrusters, 10 lunges. We're gonna be doing 20, 30, 40. A lot of, a lot of, you know, with their couch box box step ups on their couch to a reverse lunge to a squat. A lot of circuit training, hip thrusters. A lot of hip thrusters. A lot of different variation of hip thrusters. There's many bands on just wear and tear. How to use you know using So Facetime was definitely um, uh, a challenge. But then what what I loved about it is the majority of my online clients or so my Facetime clients, virtual clients. They were like, "What equipment do I need?" They went and bought equipment.
1: Oh, nice. Okay, I,
0: I, tons of equipment. One of my clients, one of my one of my clients, she went like relatively really soon to get to get weight. Like she got fifty pound dumbbells. She got kettlebells, dumbbells, other. Dumbbells. So she's got like she even bought like a, a dumbbell rack. Oh, nice. You know, it's like so she's like, "I got to I need a place to put these," and um, yeah, I've been training her twice a week. So virtually since March and, and she is consistent. She's on point. And I have got other clients. Uh, twice a week. I got one client. She, uh, she goes to Texas sometimes to visit, um, you know, family. Uh, you know, she, she does travel a little bit. I train her when she's in Texas, you know, like, so now that's the biggest thing that has, uh, that I think is going to change from the pandemic. It's like all my clients I've been tra- training virtually, they're like, when this, when we go back to normal, quote unquote normal, <laughs> sure. and, uh, we, we go back to traveling and business, business travel. He's like, Vinny, man, I used to not see clients for two weeks and they'd oh, yeah. come back and be like, I haven't done anything since last time I saw you. All right. You know, I took my, you know, how many times have you heard this? I took my shoes and my shorts and my, sh- you know, my workout clothes, never took it out of the suitcase. Right. How <laughs> many, you know, but now because we have gotten so comfortable with each other and the ability to do this virtually, they're like, I can't, you know, I can't wait to work out when I'm traveling. Totally. And most of them travel to the West coast. So that's perfect for me because I could fill their time up on the East coast and then train them three hours later. Oh, yeah, you right. know, I, you know? <laughs> Double down. <laughs> so instead of a 7am session, it'll be a 10am sure. session for me right. with 7am for them. All right. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, and then I also, so I got in-person, I think I got 19 in-person sessions Oh, wow, okay. per-person clients. Okay. And then I think seven or eight uh, virtual clients. And then I program, I write programs for like six clients.
1: Okay, nice. Okay.
0: So, you know, so I, you know, just, you know what I'm saying? Like just write their program for them and they do it on their own. Right. Um, but it's been, I mean, it's been great. It's been uh, super busy. I've been busy to them, but um. Uh, it's going well. And I think moving forward when, like I said, go back to the quote unquote new normal, I think, think things are going to be, uh, just better for the fitness industry for sure. And for myself. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. I wonder if like at first I thought I'm like, there's no way like gyms will never be the same, you know, but now I'm starting to think like, man, I think there's going to be people are so pent up now. They're going to want to get back and just be around other people in like a non- sectioned off way you know
0: sure yeah i mean yeah i think when uh people you know when more and more obviously people get the the the, the vaccine or the the virus uh dissipates and then we come back to a uh the new normal um i think the biggest problem right now is that we have. It's not, not a problem it's it, it, the virus is a problem but like we are working to keep everyone safe sure So we have to limit how many people get come into the gym and we wipe everything down all the time and like, and wear a mask. And like, so like when, when we come back to those, uh, limitations, um, uh, softening or how do you, how else to call it, call it, um,
1: Oh, like loosening. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Loosening
0: up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Loosening up when those loosen up. I think that, I think that the gym will, I'm not speaking for all gyms, but in particular our gym, because it's just, it's a place where you come and train. And we got like, like I said, we have four platforms on one side and then we can work on the other side of the rack. So where the turf is, so that we we can can have like eight stations. um, They're six feet apart. So it's like the only big difference really in, in, in our, in the gym where I work out of is like, kind of like just doing wall balls right next to each other or giving each other a high five after a tough workout right. or, or, you know, that's like the main difference. So like, I think that when we come back to our, you know, when come back to uh, a more relaxed atmosphere, it's not, you know, people it's not going to be that big of a change, just maybe a little more people inside the gym because, because we can have more,
1: Sure.
0: Um but other gyms I can understand it'd be different. Like their, their locker rooms or or showers are a little more crowded and, and, uh, or they're, they have like a, a cardio section. So they're right next to each other. I could see them that be kind of reserved to come do a, uh, a, 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 any kind of cardio next to someone who's sweating their ass off. I right. was <laughs> a little reserved about that. Um But I think that the virtual is not going to go away. agree. I don't think, I don't think that's going to go away. I think people are still going to be reserved to come back to the gym for a long time. I think that uh, maybe they'll start with one time a week coming back and one time a week still at virtual or be like, Michael, I I just don't have time to come to the gym right now. Can we just do it from home? Sure. Absolutely. Right. I think like people are just like going to be, uh, it's going to change the way they manage their time. Right. You know, we've been doing at home. I I, like, I can come to the gym once a week to work on some heavier, heavier weights, but once a week I need to stay home or I have a
1: huge meeting
0: on a normal day. I got to go. I got to come do it from home. Um, So and then also the travel. I think that's going to be a huge game changer. People are going to continue to work out um, while they travel. I have a client right now that's just visiting family in Florida and she's in her, her, uh, community gym and she had the camera up you know oh nice okay this, i saw people you know yeah, walking yeah. by and she was like you know so everyone's like kind of like the like the people walking by or it's like only one person really but True. saw saw what was going on and she had a normal experience like oh someone's doing a personal training session right right. <laughs> you know? so it was like hey, not not that big of a deal totally um but when like a year ago or i guess now like uh, 18 months ago someone was on a on a phone you'd be like in a gym like come on get off your phone let's get to work totally you know it'd be, it'd be kind of annoying but now it's like i'm doing a session right now
1: right right that makes sense I, I
0: think the gyms will also start building out certain areas of the gym that would be just virtual training oh, okay like, interesting like a like a like um a side area of and have like a, a tv there Somehow you can plug in your your phone or something or your or your ipad So you can have a bigger screen. I mean, one time when I was at the gym, we had three coaches doing virtual sessions. Like the gym was empty. It was, I don't know, I don't know what time it was, but we're all training. There was like three of us training. Okay. Just virtually. Totally. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of fun. It was like uh, all of us were doing sessions. And then we have a, a, a coach at the gym who does group sessions, small group training. And he's got four or five people training and one on the phone. Oh,
1: interesting. No, so, okay.
0: Yeah. So he's doing small group training. When someone's go home, they're right. comfortable coming to the gym. Right. So it was, it's, it's pretty cool. So we're being creative in ways to keep people active. Totally. Um, I find a lot of times uh, it's the coach's job. It's kind of crazy. You're paying me money. But then I have to motivate you, right. Right. <laughs> which, you know, I think that's like, you should be like, when are we training? I just gave you a couple grand. When are we, when are we training? When are we doing this? When are we doing that? Instead, it's like, Hey, are you available at this time? Are you, are you, can we work out at this time? Or like, I have to re- reach out to you. Um, but, uh, uh, I think that, um, back to, back to what I was saying, I think like, clients are going to not be so reserved, meaning like with the virtual, they're, they're, they're excited about it. They're looking forward to continuing their, their training, Absolutely. even if it's virtual.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it makes total sense that hybridized uh, model or even just, I've always thought to a lot for, for certain folks, it's like, it's just the motivation and accountability is so important. You know, if there's someone that you trust yeah. and, you know, enjoy chatting with, it's like, yeah, why not?
0: Totally. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, that's absolutely it. You need to find a trainer that you enjoy talking with, enjoy being around. Right. Uh, also, I mean, that's, that's one thing, but they got to be good at their what they do I mean, totally. they, to help. You know, you got to find, you got to see results. You don't want to just have someone just to chit chat with. You right. got to find a trainer who is, that you like. Totally. So, and that helps big time, virtually. Totally. Yeah.
1: One thing I was curious to ask you was like, from a purely like methodology standpoint, in, in the sense of like, you know squat cycles exercises whatever has much changed since you know i think the last time i saw you in person was like 2009 has much changed in the last you know 10 12 years and then do you think there's going to be a big shift going forward or do you think it's just more of like you know folks kind of individual taking these kind of classic like i said methodologies and just more personalizing it and nuancing it to fit the
0: individual uh yeah strength training is not, you know, we've, you've heard this before, but we're not reinventing the wheel. Right. I mean, strength training is, is very basic. I mean, it is a science. So you have to understand the science behind it. You have to study the science. You have to know the science. I mean, I'm always, uh, reading up on things or, 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 re, rereading something. Or yeah, yeah, I don't remember like oh, let, let this up again. Let me, let me understand like, what's the percentage I need to do on that. So I look it up again. Like, All right, cool. I remember that. Um, So when it comes to like programming and 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 what exercises to do to reach your goals, it's it's relatively the same, right? Um, You know, there's certain new things out there that that are fun to do and uh, that could change it up a little bit. Uh, Just you know, using you can use it for bench also, but like um, you know, chains, bands, uh, weight releasers, uh, box squats. Uh, you know, pausing. Um, there's just so many uh, modalities and different ways of doing things to help you. What is your end result? Getting stronger or getting leaner. But getting stronger will help you get leaner. Um, but there's also, I think,
1: it's changing
0: different goals and, and certain at different ages. Right. I've got uh, I've got a client who's 50 years old who's like, you know what? When two years ago, I wanted to get I wanted to squat 315. Or, you know, so I got him to squat 315. Then, uh, he got to 330. And then, uh, you know, now he's 50. And he's like, you know what? I want to be, I want to squat in the upper 200s. 300 is pretty cool, but, uh, let's, let's see, let's see what else we can do. So, you know, now we rep out 265 instead of just uh, getting, you know, maxing out. So different, different, uh, um, goals, I think are, are changing with, with my clientele. Uh, but when it comes to like, are things going to change in 10 years? I, I, again, I don't, we're not reinventing really the wheel. It's just how to put the wheel on the car. Right. You know, right. We're, we're, <laughs> how, how, how are we going to put the same wheel on, on that car? I mean, eventually are we going to go to, to hover, hoverboards, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the end result, you're still going from A to B is sure. still a form of transportation. So how are we going to get people stronger, leaner, more fit? Um, you know, just we you get you know change it up. Clients like to switch it up more often uh, than not. But I got I, I like to educate the client. Be like, I'm, there's no such thing as muscle confusion. Sure, sure. Uh, there, it's just it's it is. You need to do a consistent workout to get the best results. You need to have a program and my you know consistently um, working out and uh, just not changing up every 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 day. It's like this four week block. We're going to do this, this, and this. All right? Yeah. I'm going to change up the reps and change up the percentages. But these are the four. So all my clients know like, oh man, this is the third week. It's a tough week for me. They all know because I, it's the hardest week for them. It's the fourth week I'm going to, um, uh, you know, have a deload or, or, or tweak it a little bit. So that fifth week is the new first week. The new, the fifth week would be the new first week of the block. Uh, all my clients already know you know, basically the, the calendar, if you will. Right. Um, I changed, you know, like, you know, there'll be different new toys we could play with. Uh, you know, certain things I, I saw, I've been seeing is like this called the K box, which looks really cool. Okay. It's like eccentric training. Basically it's a box with a, um, uh, a cord mm-hmm. attached to it. And you, you know, you wrap it around your, your waist and you squat. So basically it's constant tension.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Pulling you down. And then coming up, so it's constant tension. But now you cannot just do it on the box; you put it on a wall, so you, it's constant tension while you're you're rowing. I mean, certain things like that are fun, and I I would love to have something like that. Um, and there's different you know different new toys, but again, it's is it's the same. You're trying to reach the same goal a different way, right? Um, you know, certain things that are cool, like you can have an iPad and maybe do some power output stuff you know, have a, you know, like a tendo units to see power outputs, you know, that that's cool. Uh, you know, it's very useful for athletes and, and clients and uh, I think it's more fun for clients because it's like, Oh, cool. Let, let's see how fast I can move, you know, for athletes for the, uh, it's you know, you use it differently for athletes um, program it differently for, for the athlete and the client. But yeah, you know, again, it's just kind of get the same goal. be stronger, more fit, be healthy, live pain-free enjoy what we're doing in the gym totally
1: totally what what do you think's like the biggest thing people do wrong just like a recreational athlete or just you know kind of your general population person you're training what do you think's the biggest error people make
0: uh probably they don't they don't monitor their workouts or program for themselves Mm. they uh they um just go in there without a plan what should I do today? Um, you know, I'm not sure what to do. Uh, you know, they, but they, I'll eventually get to writing it down. And then four weeks later, they're like, why haven't I gotten stronger? Or like, why haven't, to, why have I actually gained weight, bad right. weight? Right. Um, so I think that's probably like one of the top things that people do is they don't, they don't, uh, you know, monitor their workouts or program for themselves. They don't know what to do, which is fair. But if you don't know what to do is like, you know, I understand it, it's 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 a, a it's an expense, but seek out personal training. Right? You know, get a professional to to help you out that way, and then maybe that they can educate the client on how to program and and send them on their way. Um, but programming, I think, is 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 up there. Um, not focusing uh, on you know specifically what they want, or thinking that you know, just doing upper body is going to make their legs stronger, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> or, the, you know, they're afraid, you know, a lot of people are afraid of doing certain exercises because they're afraid of getting hurt, right. which is, which is a legit, um, fear, but you can do everything, you just need some guidance. Right. Uh, I think that's like the normal, like an everyday person's, uh, biggest, um, you know, myth or, or, or fault is, 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 not knowing what to do. Why don't I see any advances? So they go on Instagram and they're like, Oh, that exercise looks cool. I'm going to do that exercise. Cool. You did that exercise once. All right. You should do it again next week. You should do it for the next four weeks. Right. You know, and then, Oh man, that actually worked. Okay. So write that down, write down that, you know, single arm bench press, uh, uh help me get this, uh, you know, single leg, um, you know, my split squats, that helped me get my balance and my legs stronger. Or my, I, I, saw this cool thing on, on Instagram, right? I'm following this, 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 this guy named Michael and he's got, got, some cool stuff. So, I, um, you know, I've tried some of his exercises. Great. Try it out. But what I, I ask of you is not to try it out once. Like write it down. You did it three sets of, for 10 reps, holding 20 pounds. Next week, hold 25s the following week, whole thirties, you know, let's, let's progress, get, get stronger. So I think not writing, not programming for themselves. is the biggest, uh, um, flaw, I guess, of, of people going in, but when it comes to like coaches and trainers, I think that we just, we need better coaches. We need better trainers. We need people who, uh, who study more, who, who, because I think there's a lot of bad coaches, a lot of bad trainers out there. Um, and, uh, and I, I got my, you know, I went to school for this. Uh, I studied this. This is my career. This is how I put the table. And there's people out there who just like, oh, you know what? I'm not, you know, I'm not really happy about what I'm doing right now, or or it's a stepping stone in their in their in their life of some sort. Right. So, uh, I think that's a that that hurts our industry because good people are are reaching out to uh, coaches and trainers for for advice and those trainers aren't paying attention to their, their clients. Those trainers are like, you know, um, not programming for their clients. I mean, I don't, I'm sure you've seen like even a trainer be like, Hey, what do you want to do today? Sure. Sure. Well, <laughs> I, that, that that gets me every time. Like I'm paying you to tell me what's out. Well, like, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know what to do.
1: Right. I'm right. paying
0: you to help me get stronger and better. Hey, why are you asking me what I want to do? Right. Um, Yeah, you come in, I could see like if you come in, you're like, man, you look beat up. What you do It's like, oh, man, I did a sick climb yesterday. but I still wanted to come in for a workout today. I'm like, all right, well, let's change up what I wanted to do to make you feel better. But it's not like, oh, you had a sick climb yesterday. What do you want to do today? You want to go to bed or or rest. (laughs) Um, But it's my job to help you feel better. That's why you're still coming in. Um, Also, like just the, the continuing learning continuing reading uh continuing uh getting better at their your professions the trainers need to and coaches need to continue doing that uh, i think sometimes coaches and uh you know get tired or uh think they not not think they know everything but like they might start to read something be like oh, i kind of know that already but then they have a different take on it and it's always good to read different people's opinions or uh uh, studies. And for me, it takes me a long time. I need to read and listen to the same subject multiple times for me to uh, retain the information and, and be able to, uh, relay it to my clients. So it takes me hard, a lot, a lot longer than some people. Some people pick it up like that. It doesn't for me. So it takes me longer to do it, but I'm willing to do it because I want to get better at becoming a trainer and I want to help my clients be, become stronger. Um, some of my clients hate it when I go to a, a conference. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, every time you go to a conference, you always come back with these new, new workouts. I'm always crushed. I'm like, yeah, you, you you're you who I experiment on. Right. right exactly. <laughs> you're in the lab, man. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the lab, And then lucky for them, they get to do it again the next week. Right. Because I'm not just going to do it one time. And, uh, and then they can actually, they see a huge difference. Be like, Oh man, that was great. We need, I, or, or I love what we did last week. Can we do it again? I'm like, absolutely. We're going to do it again. Totally. Um, but just definitely um, for, for the regular person going to the gym, write your things down, get, get to know what you're doing, like have some interest in exercising and, and how it's going to help you become better in shape or stronger uh, and for the coaches or trainers. Like, have, uh, you know, continuing educate yourself, write programs for your clients, you know, have some customer service, uh, you know, um, you know, those are the kind of the main things I think.
1: Totally. totally. Yeah. I, uh, you were just making me think, you know, the exercises that I coached the best were the ones that were hardest for myself to learn. Like uh snatching, sure. for example. I don't know if you remember when I split my face open. I
0: absolutely remember <laughs> that. I absolutely remember that. But, you, uh, I walked you down to the, the trainer on the football field. Oh, you yeah. were completely fine yeah. until I like, think they, they squeezed or something, then you oh, then yeah, you, like passed out. It, like you were fine for the first like ten minutes and then
1: out. I think I got that like adrenaline dump and I was like I, I honestly was I was a little like, Man, that's you know, this is not good, but I felt pretty good. And then it was like once all the like medical attention came all around, I started to get that. Like, I never passed out, but I got that. Like,
0: right. And I think I started dry
1: heaving, man. It was weird. But,
0: uh, I think that taught you to move your head out. Yeah. I learned, yeah. (laughs) I learned to,
1: uh, get under the bar quick, but after that I was super gun shy for a while. And then, so I really had to like for the snatch, for example, I really had to get tactical and break it down. But, um, I ended up doing a bunch of competitions out here. Um, when I first moved out and, I love
0: Olympic weightlifting, man. That's, yeah. it's just such so, a fun, well, kind of going off of what you're saying about like teaching clients the stuff that is difficult for you. It's, it, I like, sometimes that happens to me. Like it has to me a, a lot though. Like I love training my, my clients on certain things that, that are, are challenging for me because it, it helps me learn it better also. Right. Like, or I'll, or I'll have a, you know, a new client with some new specific goals they want. Be like, all right, what am I going to do? Like I read into it. I, I remember I learned it. And the next day I, I train her or him and be like, uh, what if I do this? Be like, you know what? That's a good question. I, I don't know. Let me, let me, and it's okay to say, I don't know, but it's okay to say, I don't know, and then look into it, you know, sure. and come back with an answer. Many times I'll text them later that day, be like, this is what i think it is i think we should do this and then the next time we do we'll be like oh man i feel so much better absolutely or like write the person email explaining that i've actually looked into it sometimes clients or trainers i mean i don't know like that's a good question and then move on no you got to figure out the answer to that that's 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 important right um so definitely uh teach and then the olympic lifting oh man it's been I've been solely so focused on my back squatting that it's been some time since I've since I've uh, lifted uh, Olympic lifted. But to me, it's like it's kind of like I mean, like, you know everyone riding a bicycle. Yeah, it's an extremely technical lift. Uh, that's why it's in the Olympics. It's right. called it Olympic. <laughs> it's extreme. <laughs> it's extremely technical. So yeah, it's it's very difficult. Um, But you know, I can absolutely clean and snatch and, uh, and, um, get after it. But, but me, like I get more comfortable when I do it more often For sure. or more comfortable coaching it, more comfortable, uh, teaching it when I, when I do it more often, For sure. right? if, if, if a client comes up to me right now and say, like, Hey, I want to get better at this. Absolutely. Let's do it. And it would help, you know, you know, repetition, repetition, repetition. We're, we're both going to get better at it. Right. Right.
1: Um, I want to be respectful of your time. I have two more questions, if you're good. Oh, no, take yeah. Um, the first, this is going to, this is, I just, I'm so curious to get all the different perspectives, but what is your approach to nutrition in regards to, like, if someone comes to you and says, hey, what should I eat? Like a client, what, what's your kind of typical answer? Yeah. What's your kind of general philosophy?
0: Sure. Uh, well, what are your goals? My question, what, you know, that's that's the na- number one thing. Uh, so I straight off the back, I'm not a dietitian. I'm not a nutritionist. I actually have m- minimal, uh, I la- was grad schools when I did nutrition courses and I've read some things here and there. So I, I, I can guide, I've, I can guide you a certain path, but if you want something more serious, I absolutely advise them to seek out a professional. Sure. Like this will, I, I believe this ABC, B, you get where you want to go. If you want, if you want something more substantial, more um, uh, you know, books or something more more serious, then yeah, seek out professional. And I did that. I sought sought out a professional for myself. Okay. But like for the longest time, I was uh, like a, I was a low carb fiend. Okay. I you know I did the low carb way. I did the Atkins diet. I've done just a low carb diet. I've done keto junk diet, and it worked for me. Like sure. I, 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 it leaned me up and I, I still progressively got stronger until a certain point. Um, but I love the way I look. I love the way I felt. Um, so a lot of client and that's, that doesn't work for everybody. Everybody's different. Everybody works. It's every every machine works differently it Has you know, they work differently, but with the same kind of system in it, we're all humans. So it's the same, you know, card to do certain things, fasting certain proteins and certain and we all need all that. Um, so, with certain clients, like my weight loss clients, just uh, first thing I say is eat breakfast. I'm a breakfast guy. Okay. And I was listening to, uh, uh, you know, a lot of people aren't breakfast guys, or the, you know, I, there's the joke of, oh my god, like uh, the new fad is intermittent fasting. Oh sure. That's the, that's the new fad or, or the new way. I'm like, no, you just skip breakfast. You know, like that's So, but who said we need to eat breakfast? Right. You know, like so. I'm a breakfast guy, but I believe you need protein in every meal, and like you need to start it in the morning because you need to get protein in the morning. And you need to get protein in, at lunch and dinner. You fully on need more protein. I think people don't get enough protein, so that's what I tell most of my clients. Okay. No, I told every client. I believe you need more protein. When eat even my, my vegan clients, they need to get more protein. So how are they going to get more protein or well, they need a supplement with a, a vegan protein or, um, get, you need to eat more. You need a snack, get a, get a, get a, get a snack, of some, some form of high protein uh, plant food or you need, you need, uh, you know, you need to break it up throughout the day. So protein will absolutely help you get more, uh, stronger and will help, uh, you get leaner as well. Um, If you want to gain weight, like get stronger, you need to eat a lot more carbs. So my coach, uh, he was like, this is, I I eat 400 grams of carbohydrates a day. Okay. I I, I eat 200 grams of protein a day. Like i have not eaten this many carbs in my entire life. (laughs) I'm eating bowls of rice before bed you know right now the,
1: uh, now oh wow and you're like you're lean man you're super yeah. lean.
0: oh i i've gained some weight yeah i appreciate that but i I've definitely i gained some weight but i've gained a lot of muscle because right. i'm crushing it with the squats lately
1: hell yeah All
0: right so um but i wasn't able to get over that hump like i was stuck at 390 for a long time 390 yeah like and i got so food matters right so I, i'm crushing the carbs now like at breakfast my breakfast is four eggs um like uh like maybe three cups of kale uh what else do i eat um i eat a bagel or two mini bagels uh and uh oh wow okay so it's about eight eight around 800 calories to a thousand calories for breakfast nice um so I'm eating a ton. Lunch is like just a bowl of pasta. You know, like I, I bought, I've gotten into the, uh, the, the cauliflower pasta. Oh right? yeah. Okay. Like, like pea pasta. Sure. You know, or like, so I've gotten, I've tried to stay away from gluten because I'm eating so much of it. Sure. Uh, and then a ton of rice, but I'm just crushing the protein also. I'm constantly eating. I haven't eaten this much in my life. Um, so this, that's me personally, but when if a client, Wants to know what what should I do to gain weight or get stronger. Uh, so, let's want, want to. They basically their main goal is to look good and feel good, right? Yeah. And um, from, you know, sleep is one thing. I think you need to sleep more. And and here in D.C., sleep is hard. People people work their butt off all the time. It's wake up, work out, or you know and they just work type a personality bop 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 you know it's just intense here so i'm like you got to get to bed you got to get to sleep and i and i'm a you know i'm guilty of it too i need to get more sleep um tons of water people don't drink enough water so it was like you need to sleep you need to drink more water half your body weight in ounces so if you weigh you know 180 pounds drink 90 ounces of water every day uh, so how do you do that? for like I drink about 44 ounces. I know it's 44 because I have a cup that's 22 ounces. Mm. I immediately, first thing I do in the morning, I chug that. And then I, I, you know, I take supplements. So after I eat my breakfast, I chug another one with my
1: supplements.
0: Okay. So I already have 44 ounces, you know, within an hour of waking up and then I drink water throughout the day. So I get my, you know, 90, hundred ounce. I, I drink over a hundred ounces of water a day. Yeah. You're, you've been drinking water this whole time. Absolutely. So water's crucial. And then like, like I mentioned before, up your protein intake, I guarantee you don't eat enough protein and but protein and, and vegetables. If you get your protein, you get your vegetables, uh, you'll absolutely lean up and you'll, you'll get stronger as well because a lot of my clients haven't worked out the way I trained them. Sure. They come in and, and uh, and I've had a couple of lean, really lean clients that they want to get bigger. They want to get stronger and they have a tough time eating, tough time eating. And, and that's all I, I tell them. I'm like, I, I see 30 minutes a week or, or 80 minutes a week, depending if it's one or two times a session or three times a week. Uh, I can't control what you do outside of here. So you need to take more uh, accountability and start eating more. Right. So, right. so basically that's, yeah, just eat protein, sleep more, drink more water. Those are the main things I I, I think are the, the, like after that, then definitely seek out because it's all about timing as well. So seek out like a professional to help you, uh, uh, learn of when to eat certain things for sure. I think that'd be very beneficial worth your time and money
1: for sure. Yeah, I I find myself the guys I'm most drawn to just in the health, fitness, nutrition, wellness space. They're saying that the protein, like they're saying most people, especially if you're training, like, you know, I think what I didn't think about when I was training more was not only are you doing your, your Michael's workout, but you're, you know, it's like you're working physically all day long, you know, and that's way different than someone that's pounding
0: keys for eight hours, you know? (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. I'm on my feet. Like tomorrow's I'm getting crushed tomorrow. Tomorrow I have eleven clients. Oh and wow. this is my first my first session's five fifteen AM. Oh jeez. So are those all an so hour? No, they range between hour and forty minutes. Okay, okay. So jeez, forty minutes so... in an hour. Okay, that's so dang. but I've 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 five fifteen straight through uh uh one forty. Oh wow, okay. And then I got to rush to pick up my kids by two o'clock, and then I have an online session at two forty-five. Oh, geez, okay. So, so tomorrow is uh, going to be. Yeah, I'm 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 on my feet from until I from five fifteen until I sit back in my car at right. one forty-two. Right. one point. Right, right. So like, and then yeah, that I burn a lot of calories doing all that. So. um, Uh, but yeah, you're right. Like someone just pounding keys away. It's different than just, uh, stuff that I do. Oh,
1: for sure. For sure. Last question. Where do you like, where do you like to get your information in regards to just health, fitness training? Who do you follow? Any websites, books, any, where do you like to get that stuff?
0: Sure. Um, Instagram is a good tool, but I follow guys that, uh, and girls that, uh, I've, seen throughout my career and, and, uh, and got to know throughout my career. Um, you know, Coach Hill, Mike Hill, uh, Harold Johnson, uh, people that have gone through the Georgetown, uh, uh, tree are are fantastic to follow. Um, one of my good buddies, uh, Tim Karen, uh, he's, uh, he's been a strength coach at different Georgia tech, I mean, Ole Miss, Georgia tech, USC, he was the head strength coach at army. And now he's the co-founder and head coach at Allegiant Gym in uh, Redondo Beach, L.A. He's fantastic. Uh, He's uh, definitely one of the best strength coaches, uh, and it's great because social media has done a fantastic job with that. Because when he was at Army, he could only show you know a couple things, but since he's opened up his own gym, he's just spitting out information. Allegiant Gym does a fantastic job of uh, giving out information. And he started his, uh, a podcast, um, a performance podcast, okay. which he just started, which I've been following and reading his blogs and just learning a lot from him. Nice. Um, other coaches, uh, you know, off the top of my head, like this guy named Vernon Griffith. He came from Virginia Tech. He is fantastic with his um, – uh, he's, he's got a lot of good mobility drills and kettlebell drills. Uh, there's a coach out, at, I think, for the Phoenix Suns. Um, I forget his name. Um, I don't want to waste time looking it up, but he, he's fantastic as well. Um, you know, stronger by science is great. Uh, you know, I follow all the other, you know, normal guys that you, you've heard of. I, I heard your uh, podcast with Mark Bell. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, so, yeah, you know, so like him, yeah, I follow him and again, like other strength guys. Okay. Um, uh, but, um, you know, stuff that, even in my own community. Jay Morgan is great; he's uh, a coach in the gym that we we uh, I work out of. Urban Athletic Club is the gym I work out of. Okay. Uh, Graham Graham King is the owner there, so they do great things at that gym. So we bounce information off of each other all the time. Um, but uh, I, I know I'm missing a lot of people. Sure, sure. Like, because I do do a lot of like uh, you know you know when I'm. Program writing it takes you know especially at for at home you know like they don't have equipment so I got to look up ideas and find some things or I call some of my buddies and I'm like how do I how do I what would you do in this situation and we 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 bounce information off each other and we got to help each other during these times but but uh, um, so that's basically kind of it I think yeah okay I think of who else I want to give out good information. (laughs) i mean uh the the uh physical therapist out of our gym uh tim vidal okay momentous okay he's fantastic uh he he does great stuff on his on his um in, in his practice and um i'm trying to think of what else yeah i mean this is uh this has been great, man. Yeah, hell yeah! No, it's great
1: to catch up. It's been uh, it's been fun. You know, I've been follow- it's been fun to follow you on social media and you know just see what you're up to and lifting big weight.
0: Are you still yeah, wearing well, the same
1: the- shoes you had back in uh, those
0: silver and red ones? Yeah, good memory. I was it's like, crazy. I recognize those. Yeah. Well, no, uh, I didn't lift in those yesterday, but uh, I, I still have those. I still lift in them. Actually, my buddy Tim gave me those. Okay. And, uh, i got them at a good price in grad school <laughs> the grad school
1: price <laughs> well you couldn't get them back you know this was 2008
0: or 7 i guess yeah Dude, you could order them
1: from like sweden or something right like yeah. it was crazy yeah it
0: was it was awesome it was fantastic yeah and i still wear those i wear those shoes i actually like those shoes better they're they're the old school adidas okay and i like those shoes a little better than those nikes i have okay uh, the nikes are they're awesome they're great shoes and. and they're just different because I, I like the ideas a little bit just because the, the the heel is not as high as the Nikes. Okay. But the Nikes did get me that 410, so I don't know. I don't know. know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> 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 I know. So I, I, I got some love for both of those shoes. Okay. Absolutely. So, um uh, yeah, man, I still got good memory. Yeah, those are those, those Adidas. <laughs>
1: hell yeah. Well, like the high school I went to, um, it's called De La Salle, big football school out in California. Um, but they all had the football team had the Adidas lifters, you know, early two thousands it just, you couldn't get them, you know? And I just, I
0: have the Nikes right now as well. Yeah. I think I remember you saying that back in the, at Georgetown, Mm -hmm. you're like, where'd you get those?
1: Yeah, man. Yeah. So it's just been cool to see like, you know, these just this deeper level of training in the last I guess like how we trained and how you trained, you know, in a collegiate weight room, strength, conditioning environment, how that's become more mass market. has just been a really cool transition to see.
0: Absolutely. I mean, like strength conditioning is definitely becoming out there. People are doing it and, and it's awesome to see it. And, uh, and yeah, it's great. I love people. Like more people are working out. I mean, a guy down the block. I see him doing block runs around our around, oh, sure. and then and, and then doing cleans in his garage, and like he's always out there working out, and, and and we see it all the time now. Different, you know, walking around different neighborhoods, I see a gym in that guy's neighborhood, or this this, this uh, woman's working out uh, in, in her gym, and it's awesome to see. Just uh, people are getting more and more active and understanding that strength training is important for their health and their well being. And that's that's a, that's extremely important and it's awesome to see and that's why i'm in this field because i want to pass that along to everybody
1: hell yeah i think that's a good uh that's a good line to end on
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey man well it's great seeing you it's uh all the best to you hey
1: monkeys thanks again for tuning in and thanks again to coach ungar hopefully we can do another one of these and monkeys if you're listening you can really help to spread the good word of the wild and share the monkey love by leaving us a five-star review and sharing the podcast with your friends you know i think there's a lot of good information there's a lot of different topics perspectives that get brought in so share it with a friend leave us a review and we'll keep the conversation going and i just i love getting questions from you guys so shoot us a note info at monkey.co. Love getting questions from you guys. So hit us up there. We're also on Instagram at monkey.co. So stay wild out there, everyone. See you next time. Monkey on.